Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Noah Going Live. Uh, I'm joined with my friend Corey Dixon all the way from Canada. What up, Corey? Yeah, what up? Thanks for having me, honestly. Um, you know, during a time like this, it's good that we're staying connected and yeah. 100%. Uh, you're in Toronto, am I getting that wrong? Yeah, just outside of Toronto, actually. I'm from Mississauga, but yeah, just uh, close enough. Close enough. Do you, do you say you're from Toronto when people ask? Is that just easier? It's just easier because when people are like, um, you're from Mississauga, like Mississippi, Mississauga, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> Mississauga. <laughs> are you guys the Mississippi of Canada? Guess you could say something like that. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah. All right, awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much for being on. I guess I'll give like quick background on uh, on how we know each other. We're actually, I guess, well, we're friends, but I guess internet friends is that like a, a modern term, or do I sound fifty five? Yeah, like we met on the internet, like through Twitter and stuff like that. And then uh, we were actually going to have you down in Canada for one of our festivals, which we had to cancel. Um, but uh, but yeah, we, we wanted to come down as a host. And then we've been in touch ever since. And we're like, hey, let's create some cool content together and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you were we were just talking this week and you were like, yo, love the podcast. Like, I would, I would love to be on. And I was like, bro, of course, this this is yeah. the spot. I was like, let's absolutely. Hang. <laughs> I, I love like I love the idea of having you know the whole natural conversation with um you know with mental health issues that we're going to be talking about, but also you know the idea of you know mixing it in with comedy that that you do right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought it'd be a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks, bro. Good, good to have you. I guess we can uh we can hop right on into it. I guess like at a at a time like this, I, I guess I'll let you take it away. I don't have much to like expertise in, in mental health per se, other than like experiencing it. And I could say quite, quite a stressful time right now. Yeah. I mean, neither do I, like, I don't have any expertise per se in mental health either, besides the fact of me having diagnosed depression and anxiety. And then me also having, uh, friends and family that have diagnoses as well. So, um, I've kind of just dealt with mental health issues the majority of my life. Um, and yeah, right now is a hundred percent a extremely, extremely difficult time for not, you know, for everybody. Um, you know, you got small businesses suffering, you've got people that are dying from this virus and it's, and it's, and it's super depressing. And on top of that, people are at home on quarantine and then don't know what to do with their lives right now because they're stuck at home. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but that being said, there's, there's so much when it comes to like mental health. And mm. I think like once this is all over and quarantine is lifted, that that's going to be another, um, not per se crisis, but definitely something that's going to have to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, like me, myself and I, I know right away, like I'm going to be going to see my therapist right after and, mm. and talking with him in person. Like right now we're doing phone calls, mm. but it's not the same with talking, you know, unless you talk to someone in person, like I just find you know, mm-hmm. over the phone is one thing, but then talking to someone, you know, and being able to, you know, shake their hand or give them a hug and having that really like human connection is, is a big part. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of mm-hmm. where I stand with that. I, I guess uh, a personal question, but also just general thoughts. I mean, as like friends, um, friends around you, w- was there anything, I, I guess, with having those diagnoses or just experiencing that? Um, are there ways that friends around you have reached out or like do reach out? Are there, are there ways that you think like, like if, if, I mean, even this, like mm-hmm. uh, you're my friend, uh, what is, what yeah. is, I guess, like best practice in, in kind of wanting to let someone know that you're there to help and, and how to effectively help? 
Well, what I've done is like I literally put it up on my Twitter. I put it up across all my social media. If someone wants to talk to me, like I'm all ears. Like mm-hmm. I'm here to listen. You know, if you want to vent to me, hundred percent. I can give you like some advice. I don't like giving a terrible amount of advice because I'm no professional, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm an advocate for mental health. I've done mental health talks, you know, and even regards to like anti-bullying talks and stuff like that. So I just genuinely like being there for somebody, um, you know, beyond my acting career. You know, I do the, the first responder stuff too. So, you know, I'm a volunteer responder with Peel Regional Paramedics. And then on top of that, you know, I do event medical stuff, right, on the side across from my entertainment industry. So, I mean, um, I just, I like being there for people. So I That's opened up my DMs and was like, I, I yeah, I mean, I just, and, you know, from, from my experiences, like we were talking about that last night, you know, was we were, um, you know, talking about our, our topic, you know, the story I shared about you and, um, you know, what inspired me to, you know, help people more in the medical side of things was my trauma. Four years mm-hmm. ago, I fell off a 50 foot cliff and I survived. I, you know, I had significant injuries and a, and a brain injury and stuff like that. And I recovered, um, quite nicely from it. Um, you know, from, from what, from what I did have injury wise, but yeah, but you know, it's just, uh, I really enjoy helping people. Um, you know, I always try my best to answer all the DMS I possibly can. Um, and just be there as much as I can. Yeah. That's, that's a, yeah. Past you reaching out to me once we kind of started becoming friends, that was like the first thing that was super apparent to me. And, and yeah, you're just like, a. a a very very kind-hearted person it it's unbelievable and you very much like put yourself out there to help which is respectable and awesome no so, yeah. i appreciate that and, and and you as well man like the stuff that you're doing with the campaign that you've been mentioning and Thank stuff you. just yeah. to help people yeah. you know yeah it's i think like you know especially you know as being as the public figure role the influencer role influencer to me is someone that like inspires somebody right so i do all this stuff for these great companies like you know i do the I'm part of the influencer program at Canada's Wonderland, which is maybe some parts here. Um, you know, I've done my, my family's business and stuff like that and help promote them. But my real influencer work is in the mental health topics that I talk about, right? You know, the panels that, I, that I've sat on, the schools that I went to speak at, um, and, you know, and just really, you know, share my story and try to inspire people and, and try to inspire them to do good for other people. Because the thing is, like, I can't do this all on my own. Right. It's, I, I want to encourage other people to help other people mm-hmm. that way. It's like, it's a chain. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to continue that chain. I, I just, I love helping people. I, I, I don't know what else to say about that. It's just- no, no, that's wonderful. That That's like backstory <laughs> on who Corey is, uh, which is great. Um, I, I've got a couple or, or I guess, um, so, you know, Tiger King on Netflix, that, that's, that, that's the transition <laughs> I have. I know. I that, love that transition. That's yeah. like, boom. So this is something that I guess I'm asking you for, for information about, I guess, thoughts on it. So this is something that I have not watched yet. And it is obviously everywhere. I mean, at this point, it has been the most watched thing for like the last four weeks. I cannot escape it. Um, and, and I bring it up because when we were talking, you, you brought up like a Tiger King reference and it went right over my head. So, so now I'm here to understand the Tiger King. Yeah. Help me understand. I mean, okay. So like I watched it the after like seeing all my Twitter and stuff and I was like, what the heck is the Tiger King? And then I saw it on Netflix and I was like, okay, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta check it out. So, and there goes my phone. Uh, we predicted that was going to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
but yeah, uh, I watched it and, uh, and I was laughing through the whole, the, you know, the whole way. I mean, it's, it, it, so some parts are like really sad in terms of like them keeping the cat, the cats, like, you know, the, the tigers and lions captive when they're wild animals, you mm. know, like they probably shouldn't be in a cage, but I found it really funny. And I'm not trying to spoil much, but I mean, like you got Joe exotic that owns this exotic zoo that's literally <laughs> that's literally in this war with other exotic zoos <laughs> and it's like and joe exotic the best way i can describe him he is the biggest redneck out there like he is <laughs> it is the funniest thing like he's out there like shooting guns and it's it's just it's ridiculous like it's 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 I guess got a serious aspect to it, but it's also a little comedic in the sense that, you know, you got this, mm-hmm. this guy out there that's just like massive series on exotic zoos. Right. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's uh yeah, we should definitely check it out. You yeah. You I recommend mean, it. Okay. It's, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like <laughs> I was more laughing throughout the whole thing, but I mean, why not? You know, you need to go laugh, go watch it. It's funny. There's some funny parts in it. <laughs> yeah, I I need to consume more Netflix. And actually, saying that out loud, it kind of sounds like I'm just committing to procrastinating more. But uh, I did just watch, I think it's called um, Robots, Love, and Death. Robots, Death, and Love. Something like that. Have you heard of this? No, but it sounds interesting. Okay, so it's actually <laughs> probably one of the coolest things I've seen. Uh, the best thing I've seen in 2020, without a doubt. So uh, it's an anthology, and it's uh, a bunch of basically imagine 18 different Sundance fully animated films like they would be the winners they are put together in an anthology and all of them are somehow related in one way or another to to robots love or death but like not when I first saw the ads for it I was like what is this weird anime but then I watched it and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing storytelling so the the animations are anywhere from like eight minutes to i think the longest one might be like 24 minutes but they each have their own like such effective both story and mode of storytelling and it's done also through their animation style it's really really cool i cannot recommend that enough to anybody listening to this you know i need to actually watch more anime because like two of my close friends like they watch anime and honestly, like all they've been pushing me to do is to, like watch anime, watch anime, watch anime. Listen, I, I had a friend that texted me saying, "Watch this anime series called Beastars, and it's on Netflix." And I did, and I was like, "What do you have me watch here?" Like the Beastars one's kind of confusing because, like, I've never heard of it. It's it's really messed. Like there's parts of it that's really messed up. It's got an okay storyline, but like, I mean, it's involving like animals but like animals as humans and it's really messed up and um in, in that sense yeah um but like the storyline is is okay like it's kind of like a college high school i don't know what it's quite there in high college high school um <laughs> college like high school um setting and and there's there's a lot of drama to it there's a lot of violence to it and but there's everyone's a lot of an animal th- yes and different animals the, <laughs> yeah they're all like all sorts like right across the board so you got like herbivores and then carnivores that are literally like like flashing in this school setting and it's who's in charge really interesting who's in charge of the animal school well, I, I, it's um what's it called like you mean who's like the principal like who's running it in the school yeah, or, like, but is the, this the, okay this is my real question about this is is that like a an animal state-run school is that like a private animal school? Who is putting I, 
the, the jaguar the with the, the cow. The whole, the whole world apparently, like in this in this atmosphere, is like they're all animals. There is no human. But it's like weird because they they like they talk like humans stuff like that, but they still have the animal instinct. It's 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 a messed up series. I mean, like it's 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 some of the storylines really cool, but like at the same time, I'm kind of like. So are they are they really going that everyone's an animal or is it like you know metaphor you know where everyone's an animal but it's like you know the the douchebag jock or like you know the the nerdy kid is this and this is this Yeah I know they have that but it's also like the animal instinct so like literally like there's like scenes like where like the herbivores and carnivores are like crashing and it's uh <laughs> That's crazy They yeah, just like so stampede in the mess hall yeah, I mean, <laughs> so this is my question. Stuff like that, yeah, you know, they fight and stuff like that, try to eat each other. It's really, it's really strange. So <laughs> in this anime, are people are they on two feet, four feet? They're they're they're, they're on two for the most part. Do they um, dress <laughs> like people? Yep. And are uh, their doors and shaped like people doors? Do you, do you want to know the honest way of like me describing it and just just and just a couple of words? Yeah. It's Zootopia on crack. Wow. <laughs> like, See, you sold like it, it to it's, me. It's, I wasn't down it's, before. It's Zootopia, but like the most messed up version of Zootopia that you could possibly like wow. think of. I might just yeah. have to skip around a couple episodes. I don't yeah, I, I mean, don't I don't watch too much anime. The the only anime that I think or two I guess I've invested time into is Naruto, but I can't finish it. It's too much. It's just too much. The the only one that I would really recommend is Attack on Titan. Have you watched Attack on Titan? I haven't yet. Like I said, like the first anime thing I've ever watched was this Beastars. Literally like really? just like last week. Yeah. All right. So I I, I plan on getting more into it. I want I'm I'm in, I'm intrigued because I have like multiple friends saying you need to get into anime while you're on quarantine. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's do it. Why not? So, yeah. like, I'm taking all these recommendations. You know, if any of you guys in the in the chat have recommendations for anime stuff, just shoot me a DM. I'll watch it by all means. Let's do it. Yeah, um, I would. You know, <laughs> I would really whatever list you get, put at the top Attack on Titan because that is. Um, I really can't watch any other anime because of it because that one is is so much like uh, just a legitimate movie or story that like the art is unbelievable and the way that they tell it is awesome and it's really really cool i just can't find one that'll like hit that spot i just started off too good i don't know i don't know where to go from attack on titan i guess like the next topic because it kind of goes like right into that guess, like the friendship stuff we were talking about oh yeah yeah let's um, um talk on it yeah so i mean like well i want to know first what's your opinion like what's your I- I- ideal of like a true friendship or like you know, a, a, a non-toxic friendship, I guess you would say, a non-toxic mm-hmm. relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your opinion on that? Wow. I guess, I guess for me, like, my phone again. oh, bye-bye. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess, uh, headphones plugged in. what is, what is like a, an ex- I don't know. For me, I guess what I experience, but I think it's also how I behave because, uh, first off, I think all friendships are like a two-way street. With that being said, I think I'm someone who yep. can not keep in touch that that much and for a multitude of reasons um but that's just like who i am i guess uh but with that being said i think like a a true honest good friend yeah it's hard to define but really for me it's someone who like it 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 doesn't necessarily feel like time passed um even if time has um but past that it's like a level of being willing to 
communicate with someone because like I have a lot of like friends, but then I would call my closest friends um, people who I think that I could openly discuss anything with and have them like honestly respond and like join in, uh, but in ways that aren't negative or dismissive. I, I, I guess that's where I'm landing. Like a true friend is someone who is not dismissive of you, no matter what your opinion is, what you're saying, um, or how you're behaving. It's someone who actually, I think, comes from at least some amount of love that uh, wants to see you only kind of be better um, in in any way. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and I agree. Like, like it, you know, a friendship can't just be one-sided. You know, you have to have, like, that two-sided thing. So if you're always reaching out to that person, and they're like, for example, like not messaging you back, like, you know, like consistently, mm-hmm. right? Like you're trying to check up on them. You're trying to be there for them. They're not messaging you back. And then even like when it comes to like, me, you know, once this quarantine's over and you're start hanging out with that person, if you notice that like you're putting in so much effort and so much time into that person and they're not really investing time back into you, then in my opinion, like I always say, don't be afraid to cut a toxic person out of your life. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, I would say that, but the thing is like, but, but always like be like take the higher ground and be the bigger person. If that person then starts bashing you for wanting to like you know cut cut them out of the, your life and stuff like that, and you know you want nothing to do with them, and you know they start bashing you and start insulting you, just don't insult them back. Be mm-hmm. the bigger person. You know you have everybody out there. You know they all have we all have priorities. We all have things that we got to get done in life. And on top of that, you know we have true friends. We'll always have those true friends right um so they're always there's always going to be that small circle but then if you notice like you have a friend that really isn't investing time into the friendship then i say don't be afraid to remove them from your life and continue on continue building new friendships but then just always kind of keep the best thing i can say always keep your self-value right Mm -hmm. like you are worth a lot it's okay to be a little selfish that's what i like to say um it's perfectly fine to be a little selfish but, you know, always look out for yourself first and then, you know, be there for others and your friends and whatnot following. Yeah, yeah you've got to put your uh, oxygen mask on first before you can help that little child next to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then that, that also, like, relates, you know, it, everything kind of, like, falls, like, everything now that I think about it, like, a lot of things do fall right back into, like, the whole mental health aspect of things, mm-hmm. which is severe. Like, a lot of people don't know how to... Um, cope with different mental health issues people don't have are not unable to get the resources that they need like a therapist Mm -hmm. people don't some people don't have money for a therapist Mm -hmm. right so and there are outlets out there for that you know like i i always try to you know refer people to uh foundations like sick not weak is a good one there's jack.org here in canada we have camh which is a huge um, mental health hospital in downtown toronto they're very good at like sharing info and stuff like that um, and then there's crisis phone lines too, which I actually did post on one of my, um, Instagram memories not too long ago. I did like a, um, you know, just above the grid or whatever there. Um, and literally in there, I made sure to put the crisis phone numbers. So mm-hmm. that way if someone's feeling down and for a reason, I can't, you know, reach out to them. Um, they can call that number and, and get the help they need. Right. No, I think, I think so. you're hitting the nail on the head when everything does kind of circle back to mental health. Um, I mean, you're you're in Canada, so I don't necessarily have experience, you know, in in Canada, but uh, you know, here in the United States, but but the whole world, it's it's we're definitely in we're in structured societies that have pushed 
mental health for a very long time to the bottom of the priority list. And it's mm -hmm. very important, not just on an individual level, but on a societal level, because there are a lot of issues when it comes down to, uh, it's rude to say like incomplete people, but it's, it's, it's painful to think that someone would carry weight, uh, whether it's just emotion bottled up or, or legitimate trauma and not have an outlet, um, not just to express those feelings, but I think to work through those feelings, um, whether it's personally because, you know, you have resources or because you've seen an example or I, I don't know. Uh, I, I just think it leads to people who unfortunately kind of go through life just not feeling okay. And I think it really leads to very grumpy people like very much people yeah. whose first action is to like react, but very knee jerk, um, and not necessarily stop. Um, and yeah, try to approach things like it is the first time that they're seeing the situation or, or yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there's many angles to yeah. mental health past working through, I guess, personal trauma, but it would also be trying to form the most tolerant, and most educated and also like most creative mindset because I, I think creative and critical thinking um, is kind of what you need in order to tackle not only like personal issues, but you need to be able to critically think and creatively think for you to fully understand, empathize and try to help someone who's coming forward with something. Um, if you're not in yeah. a place where you're willing to listen, but not just listen to actually hear, think about it and empathize on all the levels of what not only that person's experience is, but what made it happen and, and the, the powers that are at play um, that kind of lead to, to, I think, more negative in the world than positive. That was the longest run-on sentence I could have said. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes that too. Like, I'll like ramble on and be like, wait, I'll be like, wait a minute, I'm rambling on about the same thing. I should just probably shut up. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's really, I do the same thing. But, um, but no, like you're right. And then, you know, even when it comes to like, I did anti-bullying talks for the longest time prior to when I had my, you know, the serious trauma that I had. Um, and then when I was laying in my hospital bed doing absolutely nothing, I was thinking to myself, you know what? Like now that I deeply think about it, it does really come down to mental health because the thing is not to endorse it. No one should be bullied. No one mm -hmm. should be getting bullied, period. But the reality is, is that people that are the bullies are probably going through some sort of mental health issue, whether mm -hmm. that be an anger, an anger related issue. It could be a family, like family related issue that they're like, you know, they're so depressed and they're keeping to themselves about it. They're bottling it up. You know, they get all, then, then they start to get aggressive. They want to take their anger out on somebody. Boom. You have a bully now in the high school, right? Or whatever school, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, not to endorse it, but like, that's kind of what it comes down to is, is mental health, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it's all about to the hardest thing for, you know, it was the hardest thing for me, you know, to really, um, like my initial reach out to help, you know, to go see a psychiatrist, go see a therapist. It was not easy for me to take that step. Um, not easy for anybody to take that step. Um, but, but I did. Um, and it was a step that I, I believed that I had to take because you know, I was getting like super depressed and super anxious and having panic attacks. And yeah, and I was just, I, I lost it. I, I couldn't handle it anymore. Right. So I was like, I need to get help. So I went ahead and, and, and did that. Um, and then, you know, ever since getting myself help and, and kind of realizing day by day and, and growing and learning, um, you know, myself when it comes to mental health, um, I, I like being able to 
listen to other people and 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 try to help them right Mm -hmm. like you know even even as a first responder like i haven't been able to help everybody doing that right you know i like i haven't i've done like cardiac arrest calls on like five different patients and and a lot of people think you know you know once you do cpr on somebody they'll come back to life they that's not the case right so the thing is like you you do you try to help somebody but there's never that there's never that guarantee that you can you can always try your best, and that's honestly what I try to do. I, I just, I, I try my best to help them, and, and, I, and I, and I hope that I can um, and hear them and listen and hear them out. And, and if I can't help them, then I refer them to to other other organizations, other other people that probably could. You know, mm-hmm. the expert. Dude, really good on you. Like, like on all levels of just like, uh, yeah. Happy to know you too, because that that's probably. Yeah. I, I mean, not probably. That's where I learn. Most of my things is is literally from other people, um, both positive examples and negative examples, but either way, kind of constructive examples. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, you're a positive example uh, and a constructive one. But yeah, you, you sure. kind of got me thinking on just yeah, how difficult it must be at this time to to be a medical professional. I mean, tasked with not only trying to save someone, um, especially with the COVID pandemic, like someone specifically coming down with that and, and putting yourself both in the line of fire uh, that's a bad metaphor but but putting yourself at risk for catching something that you may or may not die from but also putting yourself working as hard as you can in, in order to try to treat these people I mean that's what they do all the time but but now it's kind of like you didn't necessarily sign up to to be at risk yourself it's yeah kind of scary no and that's and, and that's true so you're still like I'm on currently not um currently not working like the front line um but i have a lot of paramedic friends that that are um and a lot of even family family that are doctors that are currently working the front line um and i and i have talked to them and um you know i'm not gonna name names i have one paramedic friend um who i reached out to and i I just asked him i was like are you are you doing okay and like, how is everything? And he, he, like the look on his face, like kind of said it all. Like he didn't have to say much more, but he, he simply said, um, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not doing okay, but we're getting by. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, you know, the look on his face is like, you know, it, 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 it just, it spoke words and, you know, and I understand it because like this whole virus right now, like not many people understand, like they're beginning to, but the, at first this is an entirely new virus right so nobody really knew much about it so when it hit everybody (laughs) you know well speaks for itself right yeah Um, unfortunately yeah and uh you know i have um you know just reflecting back on the mental health issues like i have friends that have reached out to me that you know have stated that you know that they're not they're not doing well during this time and that's understandable like it's, it's people think that they've got to be tough through a time like this and they do in a way but at the same time like it's okay not to be okay it's okay like i'm i'm call me a softie i don't care man but like i literally like i i i've had moments where i've cried in the shower i've had moments where like you know i've broken down and been depressed like that that's the reality of it Mm -hmm. like i've had my moments i'm not a perfect human being there's nobody is right Mm. so yeah crazy but hey remember those from when you got to play the role of guy who cries in shower from, you know, mental anguish. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> yeah. for it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's a scene like that, that I have in the, in the injustices, the series that, that mm. we've uh, been working on, which, uh, 
which is now might be ending up being a feature. We're actually in the talks about possibly making it like into a feature. That's awesome. So, so we'll see what happens there. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, like there's actually a scene that, that I do end up having to cry in the shower and I was like, well, this is like kind of like right <laughs> up my alley. Perfect. <laughs> like I have to do this on a normal basis. Well, um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, we got some questions here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna open up some, to some questions. Let's see. So we got a question from a Blitzstorm. Uh, what do you do when you're bored? All right, Corey. When what I'm do you do bored. when you're bored? When I'm bored, um, that's a toughie. Um, oh, I know what well, I, I do. Spe- <laughs> I, I spent I spent a lot of time with my pets. Um, oh. I got I got a uh, I have a turtle and I have a lionhead rabbit. And oh my um, gosh. At, at yeah, and at my dad's and uh, his girlfriend's place, we have a a. a a very chubby, very well loved uh, black lab. So, oh my um, god! So, so I spend time with my pets, and then also um, I do have an Xbox One. So, like recently, go. I've been finding myself. Yeah, recently I've been finding myself gaming a lot. So, yeah, that's what I do in my spare time, and then obviously create content as much as I can too. Um, and yeah, I try my best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I would uh, agree with that. When I'm bored, I spend way too much time playing meaningless video games uh either on my xbox my switch or on my computer and they're usually just space games i like being in space um yeah other than that dude do you find yourself i always just get lost in thoughts for so long like i'll i'll just think about time travel for like 20 minutes and there's no reason that i should be doing that (laughs) but like that's that's probably most of my time um is really just like getting lost in a thought actively daydreaming <laughs> um yeah i mean I, i'm not gonna lie that happens to me on a daily um i'll go off into thought thinking about just like the most randomest of things and i'll be i'll come back and be like why did i even think about that like mm-hmm. why was that even like that there's nothing like so so yeah i i get those random thoughts too and it's especially like during a time like this when like you're quarantined at home and you can't do much <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> you're kind of stuck with those thoughts right Random thought, I guess, off of my brain is uh, is like aliens. I'm always thinking about aliens. <laughs> that talk about aliens. Stuff, eh? You ever seen sure, why alien not? shows? Let's talk about aliens. Yeah, so I'm- yeah, like I have. I've I've watched my fair share of like alien movies and stuff like that. Uh, my favorite one is actually probably the the Fifth Wave. That's got my favorite actress in it. I have a celebrity crush on Chloe Grace Moretz. She's awesome. Some people don't like her. I think she's great. I think she's a great actress. I've seen her like in horror movies and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, she can act. She's a very good actress. So she's actually one of my favorite actresses. But, um, but yeah, in terms of alien movies, the fifth wave is probably mine. I have never seen it. What is the fifth wave? Essentially, it's just in, in short term. It's like an alien invasion. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. like this virus. That's cool. Like, I'm going to check that out. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a plague and they have like a mothership above the whole city. It's interesting. What's the most random thing you've done this week? Well, to be honest with you, the the Instagram live streams because like with this, and then I have one tomorrow with uh with Hayden uh, mm. who did our poster for this. Um, so like recently, like, I've been jumping on the Instagram live stream band bandwagon because you know it's like we're all at home and you know we're trying to create content, right? So mm-hmm. so so this is like actually like a really random thing. It just kind of shot up, and I you know I was like, hey, you know, it'd be cool. Like to like to talk with Noah about his Insta Live, and then and then it'd be cool to start up some Insta Lives with uh with Hayden's company because he represents uh, talents, right? Mm-hmm. So we were like, let's highlight local talents because local talents are st- 
starving right now. Like there's a lot of local talents that are just sitting at home. They're, you know, they're just performing to themselves. They had no one to perform to. So we're like, let's start an Instagram live and let's highlight those local talents. Right. So that's, uh, that's pretty much it. And then that, and I had to, I had to, sh- I had to self shake cause the groomers are not open. So I had to sh- self shave my pet rabbit. Oh my gosh. That was, that's, yeah. that sounds really interesting. Yeah, he's a lion head, so he's got, like, he grows out hair like crazy, and if you don't, like, trim him or, like, give him, like, a little shave, he'll, he'll grow it, and then, like, it, and then it becomes a complete utter mess, so <laughs> I, uh, I, I got shaved. <laughs> I, uh, I literally bought a shaver specifically for him, and I made sure I didn't shave all the way down, left him all of, you know, his enough fur that he's nice and cozy, mm-hmm. but, you know, I shaved it down, and, and uh, he wasn't too happy with that, because obviously rabbits are pretty sensitive animals, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I gave him a little shave, and, uh, and uh, cleaned up my pets and cleaned up my turtle and my pet rabbit. <laughs> wow. Do you clean the turtle with yeah. a toothbrush? <laughs> no, he's uh, like, let's go. It's more so just kind of cleaning his, his tank. Like, he's pretty good at, like, he doesn't really get himself dirty. And he he's, 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 he's himself. No, and he, he's a biter. So, like, anytime I go to feed him or whatever, like, he'll, like, full on jaw right on my finger. And he's, got, he's got some teeth. He's got teeth. It hurts. He's got a little beak, too. So. Wow. That's crazy. Cool. I'm, I I'm used to. I, yeah, like I've always loved animals, so like I've like I've I'm used to being like crapped on, peed on, and bit. <laughs> Dude, I yeah. The the only pet that I've ever owned was was my dog who who became an old mess. It was great. I loved him. Uh, and yeah, yeah, just a cute little beagle, and then he would pee on my carpet. But I've always wanted to kind of have like a like a rabbit, a turtle. I want to get rats, like. I think those would be so fun things uh, that are yeah. I just I just want to have a lot of pets. That's, if, that's if I had enough money, I I would create like a barn in like my backyard and like have this giant barn with like I want like a horse. Like I want I want the same thing. I want, you just like, want to become animals. Joe Exotic. Maybe not Joe Exotic because you got the exotic animals <laughs> and like I don't want personally. I don't want it to be just become dragged on the floor by a lion. Yeah, but like yeah, um, but yeah, no, that would be that that would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to look for uh, some more questions. Uh, someone wants to know, what should I do for my birthday on the 30th? At first, I thought they were talking about their 30th birthday. What should they do for their birthday? Oh. What's a good What's a good quarantine birthday suggestion? Well, you, you know what I did. Like, I was filming some YouTube content. I, I threw myself a little EDM party. So, oh, like, I really? Just, yeah, I got, like, some stage lights from, like, one of the stages that I worked at and stuff and brought them all home with the loudspeaker. I don't think my neighbors like me very much, but like I've been blasting some good EDM tunes and like literally like I've had like the laser lights going off and everything. And I threw myself my own little fiesta. See, that's amazing. <laughs> I, w- I would say uh, order one of those blow up castles, but now it's ri- you can just use it. You don't, there's no yeah. excuse now. Like you can do it. You don't have to like be rude or like sneak your own time in there. You can just go in there and bounce around. Just yeah, for sure. Chill on your own. <laughs> and FaceTime your friends. Do like a conference call with all your friends because like everybody's, yeah. you know, on quarantine. So, you know, do a toast with all your friends and, you know, get everybody like in either in a Zoom chat or, you know, Zoom is pretty popular now or, you know, get get somebody in uh, FaceTime and have yourself a little party. Yeah, near me, uh, people uh, for birthdays have been forming these car trains or, or like car parades, and they're going around. Oh yeah, like thirty, forty cars. The first time I saw one, I thought I thought it was awake. I thought someone died until like I got closer, and I was like, "Why is everyone smiling and honking and and, and cheering?" Yeah, no, and and it's 
been the same here. Like everybody's kind of been trying to keep people happy and active. Like they've even been doing parades for the first responders, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like they've been going to the hospitals with like the ambulances and cars and stuff like that. And just, you know, doing the drive by, which is cool. I guess in this, in, in this time of, of, uh, the pandemic or just any sort of stressful time, I guess like I'm a, I guess I would call myself a comedian. I'm a hopeful comedian. No, that's rude to say. So I'm a, I'm a, comedian. No, you're a great comedian. You got, <laughs> you're a you. great comedian. <laughs> but yeah, uh, finding a place for like comedy in all of this is, uh, I, I don't think it's difficult. I just think it's too apparent if that makes sense. Like the jokes, yeah. there's, you can joke about everything, but it's kind of hard when like, it's not letting up, you know, you can be like, oh, this is shitty. Like, oh, this is crappy. But like the constant increase and also the reality of like in America, our president is like, how do you make a joke? You just have to play him. And like, that doesn't make anything better <laughs> because it's like, you're just playing him word for word. And that's, that's just like his message. You know, it, I, I don't know if you know, it's, it's big talk, at least here. But what would be yesterday, I believe yesterday, he was live on television talking about how he's going to have his doctors look into whether or not drinking or injecting disinfectant is a solution. Today. Yeah. How do you like make a joke about that other than okay. like, <laughs> what it is? Being someone that has a lot of friends that are medical professionals, everybody just do yourselves a favor. Do not drink Lysol, please. Do not, do not, do not consume Lysol or any disinfectant whatsoever. That is probably the worst idea you could ever do. See, you will end up in hospital quicker than you could think. I that's mean, yeah, I was funny like, that, that people have like, to tell you <laughs> that we all have to now say because the president of the United States decided to say like that in itself is a joke. So like, I, I don't know what to add on. That's ridiculous. <laughs> we were just going through the Tide Pod thing, right? Where people thought, yeah. but I don't even think people really were. I think that was like a meme. You know what I mean? Like now we literally no, I, have I think, the president. I think there were a couple of people that that uh, that actually did it, but they got That's really insane. sick, obviously. That's insane. But like, I don't know, like, <laughs> like, and I love how like Lysol had to make an actual statement and say like, yeah. do not consume our products. All because the president said that. Yeah, but that's, that that's that, really that like funny. the joke is that he's just gonna get up there and keep saying things and then everyone has to react, you know, to what yeah. is not But that's crazy because like <laughs> where do you take that escalation? You start at drinking Lysol and bleach. Where do you take it from there? <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> What could you possibly do that's worse? <laughs> I don't know, that's pretty like that that's that's asking to poison yourself. Like, yeah. I don't know what else to <laughs> say about that one. That's oh. literally, I cannot think of a, of, of, of where to go, but that's, that's just what it is. But on the general topic, yeah. I guess, I guess, uh, what's your opinion on like, uh, comedy in general? Like is, 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 uh, I, hey, listen, that comedy I love fit, comedy. Don't and, fit. Yeah. Like I, I, I love comedy and on, you know, I think that in a time like this, I think people have to laugh more than ever. You know, I think like in the most down times and the most upsetting times is when we need to, you know, try to have as much laughter and smile and happiness as we can. Um, you know, that being said, like in today's world, you have to be careful with 
like what jokes like see when i was growing up as a kid like there were a lot of jokes that you could say and, and people understand that it's a joke right but like nowadays i see i feel like you could say something and people will become a lot more offended then they will actually take the joke, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of got to be careful in today's world because you can actually offend someone pretty damn easy with a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but at the same time, there's lots of room for comedy. And uh, I love jokes and, uh, you know, I, I love humor and I'm all about that. I, I think laughter is is really good for you and actually it's scientifically good for you. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Laughter is a great thing. Yeah. The more laughter you have, the more jokes you have, the more comedy you have. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I I think the in the evolution of comedy, I think one thing that is for sure not funny is hate. Um, I don't think yeah. any good joke has hate because I don't think you can actually form a joke whose basis is to demean, um, belittle, or like actually harm someone. Uh, I don't think that that's I, a joke. Um, yeah, like like I I don't believe in it. Like I personally don't believe in hate. So like I get asked all the time, like, do you hate this person? Do you hate this thing? Do you hate this? It's like, I may dislike somebody, but like, I'll, I'll never use the word hate. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like using that word. I think it's just a really strong and, you know, I'll use the word now, but hateful word. Right. Yeah. And, and so like, I try to stay away from that word. Um, Cause I don't think there should be any hate in the world. Mm-hmm. I believe that we should not have any hate. Um, but like dislike or like you don't get along with somebody or something, you know, you don't like something. Sure. But the, the more we use the word hate, you know, why you're just, you're just putting more negativity on the air, right? Get yeah. rid of it. <laughs> get yeah. rid of the world together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I like going off of that. I, I mean, I, I agree. I think the world should have obviously much less hate, but like in, in comedy format, yeah, like it just doesn't, there's just nothing funny about that. Um, I think there's off-color jokes. Um, I think some yeah. jokes can be offensive, but I, I there's really no such thing as a hateful joke because it's not funny. If you actually believe what you're saying and you're attempting to make mm-hmm. a sarcastic joke or like any way that you deliver hate, it, it's just too reflective of you for it to be funny. You're just actually stating your opinion um, and trying to like hide, I guess, behind the veil of comedy, which is why I think like, you know, it is what it is, but like certain comedians who want to like you know complain about political correct correctness and stuff like that there's levels to their complaint i mean did you tell an off-color joke sure but did you tell something that was hateful and actually like harmful yeah like you should just step up and apologize like there's no uh, your pride is not actually reflective of the situation you're you're kind of being very defensive which is fine to like defend yourself if you are truly in a place where like no this wasn't offensive no this wasn't that but like people really stick to their guns mm-hmm. for for a little too long well yeah, there's it- obviously offensive jokes right mm-hmm. like if you make fun of like if you make fun of somebody's disability and you're directing it at them and they mm-hmm. have a disability like that's not funny dude mm-hmm. like there's you know there's people that can't walk again from wheelchairs and stuff like that, like from accidents and stuff and, mm-hmm. or they're born that way. Right. And stuff like that. So, I mean, there is a borderline. I do believe that, that there is a borderline to comedy. Um, it went in my statement earlier when I said that, you know, people, um, take too much offense to jokes in the sense that there are some like light, lighter, harder jokes that mm-hmm. people will still take offense to, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily, you know, as bad as it's made out to be. But mm-hmm. if you're addressing, if you're actually making someone like 
fun of someone's disability and it's that person mm-hmm. <laughs> and it turns it almost turns into an attack yeah no longer comedy at that point it's now an attack on somebody yeah it goes back to bullying <laughs> you're now really? bullying the person yeah <laughs> right so i mean no i agree I, I mean that's really what it is and we're definitely in a place where you know the pendulum of like what is socially acceptable is swinging um obviously it swings back and forth but you know i think it's i i think we are in a more positive place than we were you know 10 years ago 20 years ago i mean just if you look at not only who is represented um or or being given platforms to be fully represented but also in the accessibility of it i mean i just don't see room for like hateful comedy it doesn't exist but like like rude offensive comedy when you can do so much other stuff so much easier that's honestly more entertaining like like we all consume memes now like 20 years ago yeah what was that you know they're not really an example like it's just small relatable qu- snippets of yeah the, there wasn't much of it around unintelligible yeah but it's yeah. it's comedy is like deeper than just i don't know like like pointing a finger at something like it's it's about a different perspective like making you think like like a prime joke is one that has a setup and then a punchline it's like you're yeah prepping i it i don't know i just i i really don't see a mixture of hate and and comedy and i think that's why yeah it's hard to kind of have very even politically motivated comedy because anything that like obviously you can you can label the person delivering it one way or another but the actual comedy it's just making you think so like anything that you're walking away from is kind of like a perspective it's not necessarily trying to rally you into motion it's more so like think about this this is ridiculous look at look at what's happening um so i think in that way comedy is also like educational i think a lot of what i've learned is from comedy movies uh, i mean really like i just i just think comedy is yeah. a very powerful and effective tool it is for sure yeah <laughs> we got any more ramble. questions out there yeah i'll look at some but uh but i'm not necessarily uh sure Someone, uh, someone wants to know if either of us have listened to the new Strokes album, and no, I haven't. As a Strokes I fan, I, I guess I can't call myself a Strokes fan. I didn't even know they had a new one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have not either. Uh, um, yeah, I, I try to listen as much like more new music. The more new music I think that I listen to, the better. Uh, especially being in the industry, but like I can't listen to like everything, right? So mm. I try though. I try my best to. Like I like people ask me like what type of music do you listen to and I'm like, man, if you listen look at my Spotify playlist, it's everything from musicals like Dear Evan Hansen. It's everything from like pop, like like mainstream stuff, and then you got a bit of punk rock, and then you got a bit of country, and then like I have a mix of everything in my playlist. So there you go for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll uh, yeah the the one that I stay away from is is uh, country, but just because I can't um, unfortunately I can't take a lot of it. It's also like I can't take a lot of the same genre of EDM. I would have to listen to a playlist that uh, has different genres just because at a certain point uh, it, it loses me on like what I like to interact with. But um, but yeah, there's definitely good examples of, of those styles of music. Yeah. So speaking of that, just throw back there for two seconds. Yeah. Sierra Van Hansen. I don't know if you're into musicals, but check that one out. No, I really. It goes back, right it. back to the mental health. It goes right back to the whole mental health thing. It's a great musical. Uh, it's a powerful one. Like I don't think there was a single dry tear in the audience when they had their Toronto run here, and like you know they, they wow. came here. Um, but yeah, it's and it was on. It's obviously on Broadway too. But it, it's a super powerful musical. 
Um, so definitely listen to the album if you can on Spotify, like the original broadcast one. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, the Broadway one. Yeah, the only Broadway it's, musical it's that I've uh, that I have experience with is uh, the Book of Mormon, which I guess if we're going to touch on offensive but not hateful, that is that is classic. That is the funniest show I have ever seen in my whole life, <laughs> at least Broadway wise. <laughs> nice. Uh, someone asked a question. They wanted to know if there were two world problems that we could solve, uh, what would they be and why? Two world problems. That's, that's a tough one because there's, there's quite a few serious ones out there that, like, if I had superpowers, I'd want to solve them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, if I had to pick two, I don't know. Like, I, like, uh, like, definitely, like, I believe every country out there should have the right to, like, stuff like water, proper clothing, food, and stuff like that. There's a lot of, like, poor countries out there so if i had the you know if i had the superpower i would definitely want to you know address that issue um but then beyond that like right back to you know my advocacy work is um definitely with the mental health aspect i think that's huge so i think mental health falls down on a lot and mental health uh can be a very real physical issue too um you know when i have like my panic attacks and stuff like that it, it can trigger my heart condition right so i believe that if there was a way to magically solve mental health issues, then that would be amazing. But there's not, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, those are probably the two that, that I would that I would want to solve if I had, if I had the power to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably go for like global warming, like climate change. Let me not use a term from 1995. Uh, I would want to reverse the effects of climate change on a level of, of basically returning the earth to some norm i don't necessarily know what year i yeah. would pick but you know <laughs> definitely long ago um as far as as the levels of of things in our atmosphere i just don't want the ice caps to melt the ice caps melt not only is california underwater and so many other places on the globe and we've got so many refugees but it will literally start water wars like the ice caps have like 70 yeah. percent of our clean drinkable water and if they melt yeah it's going to raise the levels and also desalinate the ocean. So a lot of spots are not going to be what life is accustomed to, but then it's going to raise the water levels and this salt water, which is a little bit less salty is then going to go in and get a lot of our groundwater because it's going to be taking up so much land and so much of our irrigation. So we're basically going to end up in a world where we have a small, small, small percentage of the drinking water that we have today, which is already a small percentage of the total water on earth. And I don't necessarily Uh, see a way for us to, solve that other than literally going to war over who has water and who doesn't obviously there's ways to solve it but i mean what do i think is actually going to happen if it gets that bad or if it happens it is we're all going yeah. to need water and food it's it's going to be a fight just like just like the governments are fighting over oil and everything like that mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's gonna it will turn into that yeah. um and i agree with you like climate change is a huge thing um I don't know if you've seen recently, but since everybody's been staying inside, like it's, it's a minor thing where there's so much more work to do with climate change. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot to do with climate change. It's mm-hmm. not just an easy fix. Um, but since people have been staying inside, more animals have been coming out. There's mm-hmm. been more, you know, wildlife coming out and stuff like that. And that kind of speaks volumes. Where has this wildlife always been? They've been in hiding because we're destroying their planet, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, we live here. We have a right to live here too. But animals and you know and wildlife that's been here well before us um we're destroying we're knocking them out we're knocking down trees you know we're tearing apart things um just to build up condos yeah. right 
like, you know, where I'm living now, it's like, I like, you know, I'm a Mississauga just outside of Toronto. And, um, and honestly, uh, it's sad to see because when I grew up here as a kid, there wasn't many um, condos and stuff. And you could literally like go to all these parks and like go on these like, um, you know, wildlife walks and stuff like that. And there's, there's lots of forests. Now, it's a lot of, a lot of it's condos. Mm. And yeah, economy and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I, I don't like that stuff. I've always been, um, I've always, like I said before, I've always loved animals and I've always been a nature freak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to see all these condos being built up and stuff like that, it's, it, it's, it, it kind of breaks my heart every time I see a condo go up. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. There goes my phone again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Stop agree. I, I, it's what it is. Like, obviously life as it exists is in a complete, not even a, a, a food chain or food pyramid. It's in a complete circle if one piece is not working it's going to affect the others and that's just science going back forever anytime that there's been any mass extinction or mass uh, with i don't even know population boom of of new animals things like that they have Mm -hmm. to be in sustainable circles and no one species can survive by itself that's just a fact so if we're making the world less livable less sustainable it's obviously going to have intense negative impacts on the life on the planet in all forms, not just us. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But I guess, I guess just to find it, if, if I could do one other thing, dude, I, I want to just, I just want to steal all the documents in like the Vatican secret library. That's <laughs> if I had one other <laughs> problem to solve, that's, that's one that I yeah. want to do. I just feel like I don't even know what is down there. I don't care what's down there. I just don't like the fact that you're not letting me know. I feel like it'd solve a lot of problems. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, with the, you got area 51, so the government oh, yeah. owns it, yeah. but at the same time they don't own it because, because it's like almost like privatized. At least that's what the documentaries are saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and yeah, you can guess, cause like, I mean, listen to think that we're the only life form in all of these galaxies, mm-hmm. we'd be, we'd be nuts. Like we'd be nuts to think about that. Um, I, I do believe that somewhere out there, somewhere out there, there's other life forms. And mm. could they be hiding evidence of that at Area 51? Who knows? But I, I don't think it would just be Area 51, though. I think that, mm-hmm. if anything, because you've got all these UFO sightings, right? Like, around the world. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, if you really stop and think about it, it's probably, like, there's probably more places that the government's trying to keep it. Why would they keep it from us? I mean, people, like, yeah, I guess they would be scared from aliens, but I wouldn't be. I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, I'd be like, that's really cool. Yeah. I want to go shake hands with one. <laughs> I want to see like my, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's doubles of us. Maybe. Dude, think about that for a second. Maybe if there's like another plan with doubles of us. Oh, that, actually, that'd be a bad idea. I don't want to see a double of Corey. No, thank you. That's funny. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely, I definitely agree with you on the level of like, I mean, it literally only makes sense in, in any understanding that I have of the universe or how it functions, uh, and how we came to be. I don't believe that it was an act of, of, uh, some random God that just kind of poofed us. So with that being said, it's obviously got to be a naturally occurring phenomena somewhere else. It had to have happened. And, and on that, I completely agree on the level of like, if we knew about it, I don't think I would have problems. That'd make me happier. Honestly, probably make me happier and more excited and more like, uh, interactive with just, what is life? That's crazy. 
that just make me happy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if there was proof or is proof, I, I think that it would 100% be hidden by any sort of government in charge, i.e. probably the United States and their military power, because I think it's a weird doctrine of we can't be beat. And not just on an American level, but on like a, a what I guess our current modern forms of like government are. It's like if, if the government doesn't have control, who does? And then, whoa, what's going to happen? And and not that big government is bad or, or anything at all actually talking about the government, but whoever's in power, the reason why they would hide it under the rug is so that no one questions that they have all the power, whether it's to not scare people, whether it's for, for anything at all. But I just think you would hide the fact that you have no idea what's going on too. Or hide the fact that yeah. you do know what's going on. But but See, I when it know. comes to like governments, like when it comes to governments, like I yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna so be general. I'm gonna be brutally honest. Like I, I mean I I'll be brutally honest. Like I I I I'm not huge into politics. I don't like politics. I have a lot of friends that are heavily into it. I don't like politics. I think politics like politics causes a lot of fights and arguments. Obviously someone has to like, you know, be in charge or whatever, but um and you have to like vote for the right person and that that I believe in. But like there's just so much with when it comes to politics that like causes so much destruction, hate and like literally throws love right out the window. Mm. And it's it's the I don't know. I just yeah. <laughs> you know. Government's <laughs> government. It's like it's <laughs> that's someone, what I'm about uh, to say. It's like what's your kind of comment? That was really good. They said, if you don't believe in aliens, you're boring. <laughs> and I agree with that totally. Because nice. I, uh, I heard that. something that, that was amazing, which is like, okay, have aliens visited Earth? Like, who knows? But all they would have to do, and I'm phrasing it like all they would have to do. I mean, we don't even know how to do it. But all they would have to do is be capable of traveling faster than light. And then they could theoretically travel anywhere and and be fine like like you would just have to answer obviously something that we can't answer but i don't see that not being answerable if that makes sense it's 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 like a, a yeah that's it it's not even like a catch-22 it's literally like we just don't have the answer <laughs> we want to travel one day yep. if we want to travel and stay alive as we're traveling we're gonna have to figure out how to do this it just yeah, takes someone yeah, else to have already figured it out that'd be cool it I mean, be. when it comes to travel, when it comes to travel, I'm still waiting to get cleared for, for my brain injury because I have I have an aortic stent. So, oh, so if aorta you're when in I had a plane, that trauma, does it like pressure. pressure? Wow. So like I have to get cleared to fly before I actually go on a plane because even though my trauma was four years ago, I have to follow up with the surgeons to get cleared to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's frustrating, man. Because I want to be able to travel. Like you know, I. I love doing the industry stuff, so I'd love to, you know, fly down to LA if I can. I, I have friends there. Um, it's just frustrating because I, I have to, like right now, obviously, during this whole COVID thing, there, there's no way of getting in, getting in to see a specialist. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a specialist appointment for the brain, like my, the brain injury that I had um, down at a Toronto hospital, like come July something, but it's probably going to get pushed even more because of this whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. So... Someone, someone asked, do you have uh, any advice for people who can't have access to kind of their mental health, uh, mental health resources right now? Yeah. So I was talking about that earlier, like a little bit, um, like I said, like a lot of people do have, uh, financial issues. Um, and also a lot of therapists and stuff like that are closed down because of COVID. Um, there are resources out there. 
Um, like for example, like I always refer people to, like I said before, sick, not, uh, sick, not weak is a good, um, as a good platform. You got jack.org. You've got, um, you've got Kim H. Now these are all Canada based. I'm not fully indulged in what happened, like the mental health organizations in the States. Um, but there's lots of, um, like mental health organizations out there that are offering sort of like phone lines and, and, and crisis lines and stuff like that. And feel free to call a crisis line. I mean, even if you're not necessarily in crisis, but you just want to talk to somebody and you're really down, call them and, and, you know, speak to that someone over the phone and better yet, before you do that, if you have like a close friend um, that you can trust with your info and talk to them about things, call your friend up or a family member um, and, and, uh, and chat with them and see. Got another question that took my brain to another place. Um, Someone asked, if we believe in reptilians, <laughs> like, like what? Some like uh, Godzilla or something? Like, no, I think they mean uh, like reptilian shapeshifting aliens who control the world governments. Oh. I believe that's, that was their question. <laughs> uh, so to, that's I guess different. Yeah, but that, that's a real. That's a really cool question. But the, yeah. no, uh, uh, no. I mean, I guess I'm gonna say no. I, yeah, I, I don't I wouldn't think so either. I mean I mean <laughs> who knows? Yeah. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes at the White House or like at the government. For all yeah. we know there could be aliens. They could be aliens. Yeah. I mean yeah. I mean, hey, Trump has the hair to be an alien, so I mean oh, hey shit. his hair's from his ass. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a butt transplant head. Oh my god. That's literally a proven a proven fact. Okay, maybe not a proven fact. There was a a, a hair transplant expert that was like, Oh yeah, this definitely but hair that they transplanted on his head. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, in, in no way do I believe that there are uh, reptilians in control of the government in any way, shape, or form. Uh, albeit, if that was the truth, yeah. we would be so far down a rabbit hole that there's like, I just, that's, that's on the level of like my brain. Uh, maybe I could come to accept that, but that is just too far for me to accept just because I don't see the reason they would have to be literally like unfathomable if that like if we okay i guess cuz i'm a stupid human this is how i like to think about aliens if i <laughs> was in charge and i could just go anywhere what would i do i wouldn't go somewhere and just like secretly control their government like for what purpose i no. mean maybe i'd go and i'd like fly by and i'd learn you know maybe i'd take a couple of you know specimens and and look at them, take some readings, you know, have fun. Maybe it's a vacation spot, but like actually getting involved in that way, that's just insane. Like they would have to be yeah. some complete un, I can't even imagine what, what form of alien they would have to be. They would have to be like a literal sci-fi film. And, and I don't necessarily believe that on the <laughs> level of like, they're from another dimension and they eat our anger, you know, no, they, I, they hijack our DNA and they suck our blood. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's really strange. How did if, they? If I was an alien, if I was an alien, I would just fly around in a spaceship. I, I, I wouldn't try to control someone's government either. I would just be like, you know, I got this spaceship and I'm cruising around these galaxies. This is my life, you know? Mm -hmm. I'd probably go visit a few planets, be like, oh, what's happening over here? Cool. What's happening over here? What's happening over here? Yeah. Oh, look. Awesome. Look at these gigantic giraffe like aliens. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, I really. <laughs> I'd love to just do that. I, why would I waste my time and go try to control someone else's government on a completely separate planet? Yeah, 
And also on the level no, of like, no. what do I do with my free time? I literally like play a video game. If we're in a society or taking the point of view of aliens who literally have the best technology to ever be imagined, they probably got the most fun video game ever. So like, why would you spend your time not just like living your alien life, eating your alien Doritos, playing alien <laughs> Call of Duty? Why would you just be like, let's all get together. Let's all put on some human skin Let's pretend to be the yeah. president of this United States and let's like, you know, eat the babies. That's just So what would what would alien Doritos look like? Oh, they they would be the same. I mean I mean that's that's just geometry. Yeah. A triangle's a good shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah. When it comes yeah. down to it, there's only certain ways something could bake unless it's like really different, like like molecularly. There's like alien matzah, you know what I mean? Like there's gotta be alien yeah. stuff that's similar unless they're just like I mean, even if they're like squid aliens, you know, like I can't imagine alien life that isn't somehow perceivable. It would really have to be magic. You know what I mean? And I don't think the universe is magic. I think it's magical what what happened, but it's not like a like a wand and it, it, it's obviously a force of nature. Who knows if it's the first time or the infinite time that it's occurring or if there is infinite ones occurring at the same time. The point is, is that. I think it's ridiculous to both imagine us being magical and being come from this, magic. Uh, <laughs> I, got, I gotta say no, this conversation went in a very interesting place. Yeah, no, very quickly. <laughs> See, this is what happens. I'll just sit down and I'll just think about aliens for like twenty five minutes. Yeah. I mean I mean, I wish I could say the same. Like I mean, like I've always wondered what's out there in space, but like my thoughts like my my thoughts go elsewhere. Like I'm just kinda like thinking about like what's local to me. I'm kinda like <laughs> like you know what's um what's that bottle doing over there you know yeah, <laughs> yeah i got i got a clean like twenty thousand times because i'm on quarantine like it's it's bad like i've been like <laughs> i i can't i lost track of how many times i have cleaned this condo plus cleaned my animals even though i think my animals hate me because they i've seen them probably like over twenty thousand times now and they're like yeah, they're okay we notes. get it we're clean yeah I'm getting the, the, the snarky look for my, my pets. So. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to look at a couple more questions. Ooh, what are your video <laughs> game hot takes? Do you have any hot takes on a video game? I mean, I, to be quite honest with you, like, I, I've played quite a few video games. Um, my three top games, people are going to hate me because I know a lot of there's probably more Call of Duty fans out there, but I like Rainbow Six Siege um, and um, the classic Grand Theft Auto V is 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 those are my two go-to games um beyond that the other games i've played are games like minecraft very briefly uh <laughs> like building stuff mm. um and then i love horror games because i've all i i love horror movies mm. so i love horror games so horror games in terms i can do oh dude i played outlast by myself Oh I was screaming like a little gosh. girl like i'm not even kidding you, you. like Dead i Space? like my neighbors probably heard me have you played like, Dead Space? Yeah. No, no, I haven't. Oh I, I know what game you're talking about. Though. Yeah, I can't do it. That I just, I can't do it. I really can't do horror games. I get, I don't want to, I don't want to play them. Like, I just get too aware of the fact that I can just turn this off and experience something else. That's so funny. <laughs> like, I, see, I see people commenting Minecraft. Uh, yes, I, I do. I have played Minecraft. So. Yeah. But. I guess, uh, yeah, Minecraft Minecraft is dope. That's just what it is. I haven't played Minecraft yeah. literally since the alpha 
and then turned into the beta. The when it first became the beta, that was the last version I played. Um, I tried to hop into it like three months ago, and I really did not know what was happening. I seriously I I died a- immediately. <laughs> it was just too much. Yeah, I played a horror map like two nights ago. Night ago now, two nights ago, two nights ago, last night. Sorry, I'm losing track of time. This is what quarantine does to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I played a horror map on Minecraft, and there was a jump scare, and uh, I was playing with a couple online friends in the map, but mm-hmm. I was with myself on the upper floor of like this haunted mansion in Minecraft, mm-hmm. and I threw my damn remote like literally like across my bed, <laughs> and I I, I could have broken the wall if it went any further, but like I like I. <laughs> I see. I love horror stuff, but I mean, I'm an easy jump scare. Like this loud bang, and I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll just freeze for like two seconds, and I'll be like, being be like, oh my god. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I, I love horror stuff. Anything horror related. Yeah. So. Uh, for me, I guess Fallout New Vegas favorite game. I'm playing a lot of Fallout nice. 76 right now, and it's exactly what it is. It's not a good game, but it's what I'm doing. Uh, I like space games. Nice. If people want a good space game to play, look up a game called Star Sector. That is, that is. Is that the one that's, that's like kind of open world where you can fly around? Or yeah, yeah, it's like top down. Is that the? It's not necessarily okay. open world, but um, but it's really fun. It's it's really really fun. You like build <laughs> ships and you just fly around yeah. and you fight other spaceships. God, that is just what I like to do with my time, and it is meaningless. And then uh. Probably the other game is if you guys haven't played any of the Borderlands, Borderlands is is an awesome franchise. Um, yeah, that's that's I guess video game questions. Let's see. I'm gonna look for uh, one more question before we wrap this thing up. Oh, uh, someone wants to know uh, what uh, your series, The Injustices, is about. That's the word series. Oh, The Injustices. Okay, so right now it's like a pilot series so we're trying to get distribution through netflix and stuff like that and we have um we have the contacts there which is great we're now kind of more leaning towards possibly doing as a feature like a feature film mm-hmm. um because there's just a lot of story to tell and also we kind of work we're, we're kind of certain that we could do a really good job with it as a um as a as a feature so but simply what's about um it is about like a you know a social outcast. Uh, the best the other series I can describe it to is something like Bates Motel, the series. Um, I play Jude, which is the lead character in the in in the um, in the series. And essentially, my character he goes through very real trauma, uh, both with his parents and family, and also with with friends, and just trying to fit in. That's a big thing he's trying to do is fit in, mm-hmm. and basically goes to a hell basket. You know he. Um, he goes over the edge big time. Um, Jude was a tough character to play in the sense that there was a lot of hate emotion, which I hate. Uh, I used the word hate then twice (laughs) right there. Um, (laughs) um, but there, you know, he's got a lot of hate inside of him. He's a very angry person and he goes on a walk and he's in the forest and he finds like an abandoned hospital. Um, and he goes into the span hospital and he, his heart's like set there. Like he, and he hallucinates and like, he's basically kind he's definitely gone over the edge in the sense that, um, he's lost all sense of kind of reality, um, from all the trauma he's been in. Um, and there's everything from illusions, but then there's also the real horror aspect of it where my character, he does kill somebody. He actually does kill somebody. Um, and then it kind of spirals 
even deeper and and he just becomes this like absolute mess but the thing is like with this whole um series there's a lot that we haven't shot yet like jude's my character's mm. backstory like his his you know why did like a lot, a lot right now is like what we shot is him after he what he's become um you see like a bit of like the bullying side of things maybe a bit of the family side of things um his dad who actually my dad in the series is michael hansen who uh is from a band a popular band in canada called glass tiger um he's no longer with the band but he's a very well-known producer he's won like five junos he was grammy nominated and he's, he's he's a great guy too like super down earth um he plays my dad um and he ends up committing suicide um in the series um long before um and jude's holding on to this and you know he's got very deep thoughts about it he's got flashbacks of his uh you know of, of his dad and him when he was alive and then you know when he goes to this band in the hospital he has hallucinations of his dad actually being there when he's not mm-hmm. um and his dad's kind of you know giving him not instructions but kind of influencing him to kind of get back at the people that hurt jude that hurt him um, when he when he's really not, his mm. dad's really not there. It's all an hallucination. Um, but Jude takes this really de- like really seriously, um, and you know he separates himself from his actual remaining family, his mom and stuff like that. And um, and then he you know he he really starts going after the people that caused him damage, the people that neglected him, the people that um, you know really shoved him to the side to ignore him, which is including his his close circle friend base. He's only got one. Uh, he's only got one friend in in his uh, his circle that actually treats him well, which is played by the great actor um, Aiden Martin. Um, and he's the he's the one friend that actually has stayed by Jude that Jude actually still sticks with. But then everybody else he sees like as a red target. But like he doesn't kill everybody. Like no, he doesn't kill everybody. But there is one dude that he does kill in the pilot episode, and that was the one dude that was really bullying him. Mm. But then, like, there's this girl that he likes, and and my character like really likes this girl, wow. and she keeps pushing him aside, and and yeah, it's uh, it's uh, oh wait, oh yeah, there's just the shooting, yeah, that's called there's uh, oh Soho Management, there you go, yeah, magic Soho Management is actually my agency, um, yeah, no, everybody's like great there, like um, they got Soho, they've all treated me like family, they're they're a great agency. Uh, it's actually uh, the writer and director of the series um, is with the same agency as well, Calix. Oh, wonderful. Um, who, who you can find, if you look actually at my Instagram, um, you'll see some clips from the Injustices. Um, and you can see I, I tagged uh, Calix and I, his, his Instagram's at Pass a Joke. Um, I tagged him and I tagged a lot of our cast and crew too, so you can check them out. Uh, it's uh, great. I, I love you guys too. Uh, so host commenting. Um, oh, <laughs> That's uh that's awesome. So yeah, uh let's yeah. uh let's wrap this up. Uh yeah, thank you very much for for joining me, Corey, for this first live episode. Uh we went through some questions and stuff, which was fun. Um yeah, we'll obviously uh keep in touch. Where can people find you? Uh so my Instagram and Twitter are the same. It's Corey Dixon33, C O R E Y D I X O N thirty three. Um you can find me there. I'd love to chat with you guys. Um DM me anytime. Even if you just want to talk, vent about anything, I'm there. Um, and uh, yeah, and then my YouTube channel is Corey Dixon Official. And uh, my website's CoreyDixon.com and my Facebook's just Corey Dixon. So you can find me all there. 
Hey, wonderful, wonderful. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening to the fourth episode of Noah Going Live. Uh, tried to talk about mental health and stuff like that. Obviously got very derailed somewhere in there. And I apologize. <laughs> I don't know. Like right off the I don't know. But yeah, uh, just as a final note, um, if you can please, if you haven't already, check out the website, pixlbank.com. That's pixelbank.com slash Noah. That's the link to my Delivering Kindness campaign. Uh, we're coming up on about the end of the campaign, and uh, we're almost at halfway of our goal, which is unbelievable, the amount of support that we've received. Uh, nice. So thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, please visit the site and uh, upload, share a photo, boost a photo if you can. And uh, we're doing random drawings for winners of gift cards. So, uh, so yeah, check it out. Yeah, All yeah. Right, well, yeah. I'll talk Noah, to you later, thanks bro. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, yeah of thanks course. so much. And we'll, we'll talk soon. And I'm sure people will see mo more of us because of the stuff we were talking about earlier. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, thanks so much for having me, man. Honestly, like you're super down to earth, dude. And I, I'm happy to be your friend. So thank, thank you, dude. You. Right back to you. Anytime. I'll talk to you Anytime. later. Anytime. Peace, All right, bro. Talk to you later, man. Peace.